Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody and welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. And man, you have come to the right place tonight. Across from me. From the shores of Indiana comes the guy you know as the exploding unicorn, James Breakwell. And from here, the shores of West Virginia this week, the guy you know as, who the hell is that other guy? Steve Olivas. <laughs> welcome, everyone, and welcome to you, James. I was trying real hard to uh, to look, uh, you know, like I was deep in thought today, and I think I just came off looking constipated. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm a work in progress. Ah, tomato, tomato, what are you going to do? Man, we got a show that is chock full of stuff today. We, we got stuff to get to. I mean, we've got a lot going on in our lives. At least you do. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's probably inaccurate. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of nothing, but I, I do it in such bountiful quantities that it seems like something. It turns out if you add zero to zero to zero, it adds up to slightly more than zero. A um, metric ton of nothing. Yeah, it still weighs a metric ton. So probably the, right, the well, biggest thing. Do you want? Do you want to do the big announcement? I, we are going to roll something out that might just crush you beneath the weight of its awesomeness. But yes, the unicorn and I, we are going to do another podcast. It's This is wrong and wronger adjacent, I believe. That, <laughs> would that be the correct terminology? Yeah, it's not totally unrelated. A spinoff, perhaps? Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, it's like the Jeffersons coming off yeah, of All in the Family. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I, I do vaguely. It's all in the same universe, but uh, but but not directly related. We're gonna call it. We're gonna call it Ten Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and it's gonna be. You're gonna send us. Uh, you, the viewers or the listeners, are gonna send us the debates you've been having in your marriage, the arguments that just go on and on and on. You need a. You need unbiased unprofessional, unqualified third party to settle. <laughs> and that's where we're going to come in. I'm the unqualified part. Steve apparently has a day job of some kind where he does things like this. So you're going to submit our question, your questions, and in 10 minutes, we're going to settle this debate that's been plaguing you for your entire life. There's not going to be there's not going to be a Guam quarter of fate. There's not going to be exchange of compliments beforehand. It's just going to no. be the issue and then solutions. Just boom, we're going to get in and get out. And uh, not only arguments that you have, but any problems in the relationship. That's yes. what I do for a living most of the time. And I might put on my professional hat, which will shame the unicorn. And I will be here to balance that out, to make sure no factual information accidentally lives <laughs> leaves this, this place. Well, I will muddy the waters. But you know what? One way or another, I think we're going to come to a consensus. Rather than working against each other, we're going to work with each other. Maybe some mm. of the time it's possible we'll mm. argue just as much as we do now, but we'll we'll see. So we're excited. So so send us the the debates you're having, the issues you're having, and and let us settle them. Uh, and it doesn't have to be necessarily you. It could be something your friends are having, or, or your your friends are having. We'll put it in air quotes there. Your parents had anything, something you heard about. Just send them on in. We're we're not picky up front because we want to make sure we don't get you know zero problems. There's lots of problems out there. Give them to us. We're the only people in the and world no looking problem for problems. Is off limits. Uh, you will not shock me. I've sat in the therapist chair for almost 30 years. I've heard it all. Breakwell, though, man, that guy, he's green. <laughs> you may shock him and make him curl up, hug his knees, and cry at the end of 10 minutes. I don't know, but we'll see what we see. 
I was I was born old and jaded. I think I'm going to shock you. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll see who comes out of this traumatized. It might be us. It might be the listeners. I don't know. I'm excited. So send in those problems. You can you can uh, send them to us on Twitter, uh, direct message or at us. You can email us. You know whatever it means carrier pigeon. We're not picky. Just get them in here and we will take a look. And uh, we're going to roll I that out. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully in the next few weeks. We'll see here. We don't have a hard timetable. We still got to get a few more pieces in place, but we're we're almost there. We're ready to roll. We are indeed, and uh, we will set an egg timer for 10 minutes to save your marriage. This podcast that you're watching now, this thing has grown tentacles and has extended into all hours of the night. But James, one of the things we hear from people is I could listen to you guys all afternoon, and that's a good feeling because the rest of the people say, why do you guys talk so darn much? We, we, have, we have two extremes. We have, you guys could talk all night, and I would listen, and we would have, I'm not clicking on that because it's longer than 280 characters. <laughs> I mean, you get you get both, and that's okay as long as you accept it. If you don't want to enjoy the longer podcast, that's great. Just move on. Just don't tell us we can't produce videos because you don't have time for it. This seems kind of like an arbitrary standard. It's like I don't have time to watch this movie tonight, so this movie shouldn't exist. Like I don't think that's how entertainment works. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in the industry. Uh, we're scratching on the wound. All right. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> Thing number two, there's a whole backstage story about that one. Thing number two, and uh, this I'm going to extend out of my compliment to you. Are, are you ready for another real compliment? I know you don't do well at accepting those, so I need you to brace I, yourself for impact. I, I look forward to rejecting your compliment. Go ahead and toss it my way. All right. Now, Breakwell just, uh, he posted a video that that came out of last week's podcast. And last week's podcast included an offer for a free signed copy of Only Dead on the Inside. Something about a zombie apocalypse. It's written by a guy who's probably a little bit of a hack, but I do recommend reading. However, Breakwell said, everybody email me the name of a fish. And I will determine through some, I don't know, magic juju, I don't know exactly how you did this, who's going to win the book. And uh, I encourage everyone to watch that video that he posted because, James, when you riff, when you just have a stream of consciousness flowing out of that, uh, just, uh, I don't even know what goes on in that brain of yours, <laughs> that creatively deranged mind of yours. It is damn funny. And it's a 20-minute video, which means that a lot of you are going to complain, some of you aren't going to complain, but you got to watch the video because Breakwell, just untapped, unleashed, off the chain, off the hook, is a great thing to pay attention to. That is my compliment to you. That was that was vaguely real, which concerns me. Uh, but you know what? It, it, I, I, I'm <laughs> okay with half of the people on it? the internet not liking it when I when I when I do that because in real life nobody likes it. In real life, there's not a person on this earth who will let, listen to me talk for 20 minutes about anything ever. <laughs> they they will cut me off. They will silence me. They will hit me with their car. It's okay. So I had on the internet just a a platform to talk for 20 minutes about the names of fish that people sent me. And it was glorious. It was probably the best moment of my life. So I'm glad that you sat through it and listened to all 20 minutes. You might be the only one who did, but that's okay. No. At least I, I reached you, and I, I feel like my the, the importance <laughs> of my opinion on fish names will live on. It will outlive me, and that's that's going to be my uh, my legacy. And my compliment you, to you... Oh, gonna, gonna I did want to mention, if oh. you don't mind me putting a period at the end of this statement, that uh, you did use the verb ooshed. In that 20-minute, and 
I have not heard you stoop to the level of ooshed before, and so I just want to congratulate you on crafting a word. You're a wordsmith as well. You should you should know there's not a line I won't cross. There, there is no forbidden territory here. You might think you can't possibly think le- less of me, and then I find that lower level. That's what I'm here to do. I'm just That's I very built- onomatopoetic. I like it. I built up all this credibility on Twitter, and I just go on this podcast just to destroy it and throw it all away. <laughs> People are like, I used to like you, and then you opened your mouth, and that was it. And Oosh was There's the line. There's a certain amount of that, yeah. All <laughs> right, so I am. I don't even need to brace for impact because I know the direction from which your compliment is going to hit me. I uh, I might have uh, given you this compliment before. It's entirely possible because oh, this just makes it all the more. There's my point. there's okay. only a few things about you I can possibly compliment, which uh, you know I, there's going to be some repeats in there, like after episode two. But I would my like boyish to, charm to compliment your bad judgment for never ever saying no to me. Not one time. Like, hey, Steve, you want to do a podcast? Okay. Hey, Steve, want to do a second podcast? Okay. Hey, Steve, can I post a 20-minute video about fish? Okay. That's that's all he does. That's all he does is green light my bad ideas every single time. He's the, I called him the enabler-in-chief the other day. That's his, that's his new title. Um, any, other, any other business partner, any other content partner at some point would have slammed the brakes on something. Not Steve. He is just letting it roll, and it is going to ruin us both. And I, I thank you for that. See, I'm sort of torn right now between telling people the truth and just yes anding your ridiculous compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of the reason not to give James Breakwell negative feedback is uh, fear because the <laughs> retaliation is swift and it's verbose. He's an English major. He knows how to come at you with words that you have to Google and then Google again in order to understand exactly what he's saying. No, I... That, it, okay. It, thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> You're just going to awesome. take it? You're just going to take it? What is this? <laughs> Everything you do is awesome. It's like that, that Lego movie song. I just uh, have that playing in my head right now. You can't just accept a compliment. It ruins the whole format of the show. This is going to be our last episode, folks. He took the compliment. We're done. <laughs> we're getting right, along too right. well. No, but as long as we're uh, wandering down this path with a little lady known as Despair, I will <laughs> mention that... Uh, For the second podcast, there was a moment that James and I shared where I gave him some feedback that was sandwiched just the way that all of the motivational speakers (laughs) will tell you how to do it. It was a little bit of critical feedback sandwiched in between two positives and Breakwell. He came unglued, man. I think that guy was going on a three-state killing spree with a weed whacker the way that he took that. So in the end, I have to just cave because I would like to keep peace and harmony and I said, you know what? That is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And he didn't even argue with that. He said, yeah, no, it kind of is. He, uh, yeah, he, I, I, I drew the logo and I thought it was an okay logo. And uh, I asked him his opinion. If he didn't like the logo, he could tell me he didn't like the logo. But he did the psychologist thing, which I hated. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's a really good logo. Can we maybe just do this one little tweak where we have, you know, somebody else make it? And then it'll be perfect. <laughs> don't like the logo just tell me don't don't patronize me and tell me you like everything except for the part where we need to redo it all that's boy you know what it's my fault i I blame myself really for being unclear with my communication because that's typically my style i'm rather imprecise with my language all right 
All right, no, so, you it, know what? You're right because you're always right, except when we debate. And it, what is the topic going to be? To, oh, all right, what? What? Well, now that we're fighting again, I mean, that's that's a perfect segue. I, I don't know why I tried to interrupt you. You were, you were going just fine, and I cut you off because we can't get along for that long, obviously. <laughs> there was too much harmony. Uh, but the topic tonight is ruffled chips versus classic chips, original chips, non-ruffled chips. We're a little unclear on the terminology for a chip that doesn't have ruffles. But whatever it is, the ruffles on a potato chip versus the chips that are smooth. Ooh, ooh, wow. You know what's funny? So there's a whole 20-minute conversation about what to call it. The word smooth never came up, but that one really kind of nails it. It does. I don't think it's ever used in the chip world. I think chip specialists are going to look down on us for calling chips smooth, but I think it gets the job done. We just lost all our chip I, street I, cred, though. That's okay. <laughs> they, we, we were never going to get that audience. They were never going to let us into their world. No. Well, and then there's the, the hipster chip snobs that have to have them a certain way that nobody likes. But the Guam Quarter of Fate, it has made it into West Virginia with me. And I'm going to flip it to determine the sides. And James, we're almost out of time. So we're going to figure this thing out quick. <laughs> Our pageantry Which... takes up more and more time every time. Someday we're going to hit the 25-minute mark without even saying the topic. <laughs> That's not why people are here. They're here to bask in the glory and the wisdom that is you and I. <laughs> All right. Which, uh, what are the two sides of the coin going to represent? Hold on. Okay. I'm going to have an epileptic seizure here. I have the Big Bang Theory <laughs> next to me, and the opening credits are going with all the flashing lights. Ah! I've lost the Guam quarter of fate. You explain what the sides are going to be while I figure this one out. All right. I know coins are pretty hard to operate with their two sides and all. Uh, we're going to say heads up, I'm doing ruffles. Tails up, I'm doing smooth. All right. Heads is ruffles. Tails is smooth. God dang it. <laughs> what is going on over there? And by the way, we don't it edit this tails. podcast at all. I hope there's like just five minutes of footage of him wandering around his hotel room confused in search of this corner, <laughs> this corner which somehow escaped him. It's a non-sentient being. It has no arms and legs. How did it run away? How do you work your non-sentient being into a conversation about potato chips? With basic command of the human language. This is, this is not rocket science here. It's It's English. Ah, did you hear the, the, the verdict? No, I was yelling at you. I heard nothing. <laughs> I also lost the ball of socks that I keep on the phone so that there's no blowback from the ear, <laughs> earpiece oh. of the phone. I've had a little bit of rum tonight. All right, the, the verdict is tails. So you have smooth, original, or classic potato chips. Well, that's good because um, they're called original because that was the way they were supposed to be made. They made them, they were perfect the way they, the way they were, and everybody enjoyed them. Why fancy it up when you don't need to? It's just a salt and flavor delivery vehicle. You've got it all right there in the most efficient way possible. You slather the salt on there, it gets in your system, you're good to go. You get the ridges on there, I mean, what does that add? You're not adding any flavor, you're adding a bit more material, though. You're probably getting more calories per chip because you know the the line of the chip just keeps going and going and going so for, for no you get no extra contact with your tongue but you get substantially more calories and that's that's just a bad way to go ruffles are a bad decision smooth is the way to go 
More calories in the food world usually means more flavor, better taste. You can have a low-cal, low-fat, low-sodium uh, hamburger, but if you have it, it's just like lean meat with no bun and no toppings on it, and it's going to be boring, and it's not going to be as good as that that uh, giant burger that just like stuff slides out of it. When you bite into one end, the rest of it lands in your lap. That's the benefit of calories, and the benefit of more material is more heft, that uh, you're able to dip that sucker and pull out half the tub of French onion dip, and there ain't nothing better than French onion dip. Uh, the regular chips are going to break off. You're going to have to use your index finger like Captain Hook and go into it, <laughs> and uh, God forbid you lick your finger first and go in, because then everybody at the party starts yelling at you, why are you doing that? Where are your pants? That's happened to me more than once, but the ruffles don't break. It's like taking a tortilla chip, but it's got a little more of that potatoy goodness and a little less of that corny flakiness. Ruffles are the ideal chip. It's an upgrade from the original chip. People don't drive Model A or Model T cars anymore. Now they can drive Ferraris and Porsches and Audis because we have upgraded over time. Ruffles is the pinnacle of potato chip achievement. My favorite thing about what you just said was how all of it was wrong. When 100% top or bottom, sometimes <laughs> you'll, you you'll, you'll accidentally slip a fact in there and then I have to like work around it. But when you just spit out pure garbage, it just makes my life so much easier. I mean, the the original smooth chip is it's the chip of gentlemen. It's the it's the chip of class. Oh my this god! Is, this is okay. from the era before we measured French onion here. dip by the five gallon bucket, okay? This was when you took this chip and with skill and tact and precision, you dipped it in and got just the right amount. It's not a shovel, it's food. You don't need to scoop out, you know, a fist sized quantity of dip. You need just the right amount for that French onion dip to chip ratio. That's what this is about. It's not about gluttony, it's about taste. It's about the experience. And that's why it never went away. If the ruffles were truly better, then how come we still have smooth chips? They weren't replaced. You've got the ruffles out there with all their flash and all their marketing trying to convince you to spend more money to get them. But the, but the smooth chips have held firm. They were here first and they will be here last. They will never leave those store shelves. They will be on sale, going out to happy consumers forever. And as you sit there shoveling, you know, the dip with your, your ruffles, eventually it's going to give you a hard attack and only the smooth chip eaters are going to be left i mean it's natural selection at work here smooth chips for a longer life and a better food experience you cannot use it as the chip of gentlemen and talk about how it's the chip of the proletariat all within the same argument. That bends back on itself and the snake eats its own tail. The chip of the gentleman is the chip of the bourgeois, and that is the ruffle. <laughs> or any of the ruffle uh, knockoffs that are out there, because the structure of the ruffle is what makes it a roaring success. And that's where people eat all they want and then at the door turn and say, I said good day. That uh, people with monocles and pocket watches eat ruffles. That you, the the unwashed, the, the street urchins are the ones that eat those chips that are 50 cents for like a big pillowcase full of potato chips. No, ruffles are fabulous. The only upgrade to a regular potato chip was when Pringles came out. And uh, But other than the Pringles can and all of the fun that goes with eating Pringles four, five, eight at a time, ruffles are the chips of the, of the, of the people, the, the higher class, the society, the ones that want a little bit of flavor with their chips. Ruffles, you can get them in sour cream and onion, you can get them in barbecue, and those ridges hang on to the flavor like little tiny arms that reach out and give it a hug all the way down your throat. <laughs> Regular potato chips just can't compare. 
you know what? The the smooth chips, they can be the chip of, of the upper class and the lower class. They're the chip of everyone. Because you know what? Everyone can have class and everyone can have dignity. And I'm sorry <laughs> if you look down on the poor. I'm sorry, sorry if you call them street urchins. But you know what? The poor can live with class and dignity too as they gently dip their chips. And if you, if you break it off, I mean, that's like a safety. It's like the crumple zone in a car. It's made to break in a certain way to protect you. If that chip breaks off, you have gone too far into the dip. And for your own protection, it's cutting you off. I mean, the the ruffles don't have that safety measure. I mean, it's just a giant risk. Not only that, no. but like with the, they, they, the ruffles, they break into bigger chunks. They don't dissolve as easily. That's a bigger choking hazard if you give them to kids because they break in those bigger pieces that are going to get lodged in their in their throats. But the the smooth chips, you hold them on your tongue for a for a few seconds, they just kind of dissolve in your mouth. You get all that flavor directly applied to the tongue. No wasted surface area for both the. Rib and the poor. It's the one thing in this country bringing us together. Leave us our smooth chips, Steve, and head out to Canada. I do not want a communion wafer of a potato chip. <laughs> I want something that's got a little bit of boldness when it enters my mouth. And don't quote me out of context on that one. And by the way, physics major, if you pull back a shard, that doesn't mean you've gone too far into the dip. It means you haven't gone far enough. That is like a diving board. And uh, you've got you're, the fulcrum too far you're on the, the guy, end. You're going to have your entire fist in your five-gallon bucket of dip there. Mine <laughs> <laughs> at the bottom. That's where the good stuff is. Be there up to your elbows. And this is why you Fist can't come over to my house first man <laughs> <laughs> all right hey, we got to end this thing we're over 20 minutes i've obviously uh, won you're just running out of arguments here so let's uh, just so, call it an olivas victory and let the fans vote similarly let's let's let them vote but I, I will say one thing so i did the penalty video last week i actually won last week i won by yeah, the biggest did. margin ever but i assumed i would <laughs> lose i glanced at the numbers and didn't check who was what and i made the penalty video and it was brilliant and I probably did it subconsciously just to protect us because I knew a second Steve penalty video in a row would destroy the podcast and we'd lose the three listeners we had left. So so for our own protection, I went out and made an amazing video with my kids and so our viewership shot up. Uh, but I did win. But I think I'm going to go ahead and concede the loss because if you don't bother to check the numbers, you kind of forfeit. You sink your own ship. So I... I take the L on that one, even though I clearly won the debate. So for this time, though, I just so you know, Steve also made a penalty video. It is horrendous, but in like a, in like a, a train wreck, you can't look away kind of way. So you want him to lose this debate so you can see what he does. It may or may not involve drag. That's all I'm saying. If he loses, you'll get to see that video. So um, vote wisely. So if you think I won the debate, if you think I made the superior argument and that smooth chips are the way to go, vote for 47 for the unicorn. If you incorrectly think Steve won with his ridiculous ruffles covered in, in, in French onion dip, vote oh, for baby. number six. And six, if, Bubby Brister. All right. I love it when you make up names. And then the random <laughs> is 99. So we've got Ooh, six, 99. Wayne Gretzky, the great one, retired in the NHL. Six ninety nine. Manny Ramirez and, wore it in the Major League Baseball a few years ago, though and, blasphemously. And when I was I forty seven then? Is that what I was? Y yeah. 
Excellent. I was afraid I was going to say the wrong one. Everyone would get confused, and then I would lose by default. But that that, that would be tragic. <laughs> so I would hate for them not to see your video that's already in the bank. It's it's a good one. One man's horrendous it. is another man's Oscar-winning performance. That's all I have to say about <laughs> the that. Oscar for for traumatizing an audience. The, the Oscar for <laughs> and for the internet is over. We're shutting it down. You've gone too far. That's what that Oscar would be for. You know, the funny thing is my son was in the video with me and he looks almost like he has Stockholm Syndrome when he's in. He can't believe he's actually participating my, in this train wreck. My favorite part was even though one of you was dressed up and one of you wasn't, you couldn't decide who was the woman. That was my favorite part. <laughs> All right, so vote for six and that way we don't have to ever unleash this thing on the general public, but... <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to get unleashed one way or the other with the way Breakwell pays attention out there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got to draw this thing to a close. Don't forget, 10 minutes to save your marriage. Send, uh, what, James, what is the email address if people want to give you a little more than just a question? I want to give you a, a scenario. James at James Breakwell. Or I'm sorry, that was wrong. That was wrong. We got the wrong email address. James Breakwell Promotions at gmail.com. That's the email address. James Breakwell Promotions at gmail.com. Dot com and you can email me a 10-page book if you want. I'm going to condense it down to about two lines, or you can just send me the two lines and save me the trouble, or send me a direct message on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, that's also where the voting is. You can vote on for, for this week's winner on uh, Twitter, at Exploding Unicorn without the E, on Facebook, Exploding Unicorn with the E, um, and we're going to kind of spread those votes around. They all add in together. And don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. I don't mean one or the other. I mean subscribe on them all. If you if you do the whole circuit, Absolutely. if you subscribe everywhere, there's a special prize. I haven't decided what it is yet, but it's awesome. Trust me. <laughs> what? All right. Wow. All right. I, I'm going to do it myself just to see if I can win. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be just as awesome as, as this. Okay. Until next time, then. This is Steve Olivas for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching, everybody. And remember, as we do at least 33% of the time, two wrongs can make a right. You nailed it. All right. <laughs>